Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program, coming to you from behind the steering wheel in the front seat of the old F-250. Heading to Baton Rouge early this morning, 5.54 a.m., no traffic at all on the interstate system that I've encountered as of yet. Straggling car here or there, which is always nice for a commute between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. It is the 15th day, straight up the middle of August 2022. Just about 19 full months now of the Joseph Robinette Biden administration as your president. Excuse me. You know, when Joe Biden took office in January of 2021, it was less than one month after he put his fingers on the Holy Bible and swore before God, country, and the globe that he would do his best to defend the Constitution of the United States of America and to protect all of its citizens from enemies, both foreign and and domestic. We all know that was a lie. He's done everything he can since taking office to try and destroy our way of life. But even the Democrats in Congress did not have the full faith and trust in this new president that they helped to supposedly elect to the highest office in the land and perhaps top three on planet Earth maybe top four if you add the Pope. There were Democratic Party members of Congress who actually actively sought to remove Joe Biden's sole possession of the nuclear launch codes for our nuclear arsenal of weapons. Let me repeat that in a little, rephrase it a little bit. Democratic congresspersons, after seeing Joe Biden's first month in office, the stuttering, muttering, fluttering, puttering, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, grumbling, tumbling, the antics, the gaffes, the goof-ups, the outright lies of Joe Biden, the ineptness, the incompetentness, there were actually Democratic Party members of Congress who were actively trying to change the rules of engagement so that it would not only be Joe Biden who had the nuclear launch codes because they couldn't trust him. You see, the nuclear launch codes are kept in a little device, a little electronic device. I believe it requires his fingerprint, maybe a voice recognition or something. And he keeps that on his physical person at all times. Supposed to at least. A Secret Service agent walks around with the suitcase that has the actual computer which has satellite and cellular and other two-way communications inside that would enable the President of the United States to open that, what we call the nuclear football, open his little device in his pocket which is commonly known as the biscuit because it's about the size of a McDonald's breakfast biscuit, open it up, enter the nuclear launch codes and start World War III or respond to a nuclear attack by some foreign nation. 
Joe Biden can't remember to tie his own shoes. He has a personal valet who ties his shoes and walks around with the Secret Service to make sure Joe Biden's tie is not crooked, to make sure the lapel on the collars of his shirts or his jackets are not crooked and askew, to make sure that his belt is fastened. Who knows, they might even shake it for him when he goes to take a leak. His personal valet's job is to make damn sure that Joe Biden looks spiffy and dapper at all times. Joe Biden has been entrusted with the biscuit, the little device with the nuclear launch codes. Rumor in the White House has it that he has forgotten it in the bathroom, in the desk, in the residence, in other areas, gone off without it on his bike rides. That, my friends, is a problem. Because if you take out the agent with the football and gropey Joe Biden left his biscuit thinking it was his denture case, that could be a big issue for the United States of America and the world indeed. These were the things that the Democratic members of Congress were very deeply concerned about one month into the Joe Biden presidency, which is now firmly over one and a half years old. And I do not use the term old loosely. But let me forget about that for just a moment. Let me switch gears. The FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's Florida home, while he was not home. They supposedly, I was told, originally took 30 boxes of documents. It turns out they took 15 boxes of documents, hard drives, computers, laptops, etc. And they were gathering a bunch of papers that they think Donald Trump should not have taken home from the White House. Now remember, no president, not even the great Barack Hussein, Barry Sotero, Obama, or William Cigar Bill Clinton could know everything that there is to know. They have to rely on reading different documents, and they have to rely on their staffs with whom they place their trust. You can take this home, Mr. President, but you cannot take that file home. These files, Mr. President, are top secret, and you cannot take these with you when you leave. Those documents over there, not a problem. These documents are classified. Those documents are not classified. I told you, week, what, week and a half ago, when they raided Donald Trump's home, that it would be much ado about nothing. The documents that were supposedly taken from Donald Trump's home are being examined. Should you have taken these, Mr. Donald Trump? Yeah, these are all declassified. They're all okay, but we won't hear that. You might hear it on Fox, maybe on Newsmax. I don't even know about News Nation. They've hired Chris Cuomo, for God's sake. What an idiotic move. They've probably lost 80% of their conservative viewership by hiring Chris Cuomo, the known liar, the cover-up artist, Little Fredo. I can't believe they did that. What an idiotic move. What are they going to do? Take CNN's last 31 listeners and viewers and take them over to Newsmax? Was that their hope, their plan? CNN is falling on its face. But I digress. 
It will come out that Donald Trump's possession of certain government documents is much ado about nothing. It will come to pass that the documents he took were declassified and had no bearing on the safety and security of the United States of America. Mark my words on that, my friends. 15 August 2022, when it does come out, the documents Donald Trump was in possession of were nothing. They were not important. They were not classified. They were not secretive. They were not threatening to the United States of America. Now, I mentioned the nuclear football and the biscuit. The biscuit is the little device in which the actual nuclear launch codes are stored, only supposedly accessible by the President of the United States. Those who leak information in Washington are now trying to go back and say things like, well, you know, Donald Trump left the biscuit here or there on occasion. And that supposedly is some terrible thing. But also now we know that Joe Biden has left the biscuit multiple times. We know that Barack Hussein, Barry Sotero, Obama, a.k.a. the thug in the White House, left the biscuit occasionally in places and someone had to catch up to him and go, oh, Mr. President, you left the biscuit. We know that Cigar Bill Clinton probably didn't have the biscuit on him when he was busy sticking cigars in little interns' bikini areas, if you know what I mean. They, the Democratic Party, will stop at nothing. They will do anything to try and discredit Donald Trump so that he will not run for office again. Because let's do this comparison. Things were going very well when Donald Trump was president. They lied, got him out of office, supposedly electing Joseph R. Biden. Things have gone into the toilet, flushed, been plunged back up, flushed again, been plunged back up, vomited on, crapped on, urinated on, flushed again, and they're still trying to revive this clown, Joe Biden. It really is silly. And they know that if Donald Trump runs again, he will probably give old Joe Biden a shellacking. So they cover up all of Joe Biden's lies, gaffes, indiscretions, misleading statements, and failure as president. They're covering up his inflation, but now that gasoline's dropped 12 cents a gallon, they're trying to give him credit for that. You can't take credit for lowering prices by a quarter, Mr. Biden, when it was you who caused them to increase by $3 or more per gallon. But the Democratic Party knows for a fact that at least one half of the population of the United States of America is so dumb, so vapid, so ignorant, so stupid, that they will fall for the lies that he continues to spread. Say a lie often enough, and people will start to believe you. They continue to lie continue to say that Joe Biden is an effective leader. Joe Biden is doing a great job. Joe Biden has a handle on the economy and that it's all Vladimir Putin's fault. 
you know, another case of Russia, Russia, Russia. They keep going back to the lies of blame Russia for everything. But we're getting tired of the lies as a nation. They're going to say that Donald Trump mishandled the biscuit or the football or both. They're going to try and make you believe that all of those documents they recovered from Mar-a-Lago were somehow very important to the U.S. and that no one, not even a president, should be taking those documents home. Let me ask you something, my friends. If you truly thought Donald Trump was going to take a bunch of classified documents, let's say nuclear weaponry documents, and go home in his little Donald Trump chemistry set and build nuclear bombs, do you think he would do it at Mar-a-Lago? Do you really think he's that dumb? Do you really think any human being is dumb enough? Well, there are some human dumbasses out there who will rob a bank with marked bills, take them home and stick them under the mattress at their own home. So yeah, there are some dumb people, but you don't get to be the president of the United States by being dumb. What's that, Steve Z? Did you just pay a compliment to Barack Hussein Obama and uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden all in the same sentence? Listen, no one ever, ever said that Joe Biden is dumb. He's educated. He's just not all there anymore. Barack Hussein Obama wasn't dumb. He was smart enough to become the puppet of George Soros and become the president, supposedly. A guy who was nothing more than a community shit-stirrer. I'm sorry, community organizer. You know, one of them guys that stand outside. No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. Everybody, get y'all shelf together. We all gonna wear a black t-shirt this Friday. We gonna go down to City Hall. We gonna complain because all the garbage we throw on the floor, on the ground, they don't be picking up. They only wanna pick up the garbage up in the garbage cans. No justice, no peace, no justice. You get it. He became president of the United States, not once, but twice. He can't be that dumb. After all, supposedly, and he sealed all the records. Harvard sealed all the records, supposedly. Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. Barry Sotero, according to his student ID, that was his name, supposedly was the editor of the prestigious Harvard Law Review, supposedly tops in his class, but yet we have never, ever seen a single college transcript or any record that he ever actually attended Harvard. How does a homie from the hood get into Harvard to begin with? You heard me? Listen, my friends, I don't think Barry Sotero, who became Barack Hussein Obama, number one, I still don't believe he was born in the U.S. There are still conflicting stories of his origin. I also don't think he attended Harvard. I certainly don't think he was actually the editor of the Harvard Law Review. If that makes me a denier, oh well. I guess I'm a denier, duh. But he is gone. He is in the past. Even though he keeps rearing his ugly head and opening that anus of a mouth every once in a while when it's convenient for him to prop up his puppet, the guy who he's pulling the strings, Joseph R. Biden, or when it's opportunity to bash Donald Trump, one of the most effective leaders in this country's 
recent history, last hundred years or so. Now look, I don't like Donald Trump. I think he's brash, cocky, arrogant, egotistical, full of himself. I think he is a smartass. I think he has a temper. I think lots of things negatively about Donald Trump. But all of the things that I think negatively about him are the things that make him a great and effective leader in the business community, in social circles, and on the world stage. Joe Biden thinks he's middle-class Scrappy Joe from Scranton. Maybe he was at one time, but he's a lying, plagiarizing gaff machine. He is a mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, stumbling, tumbling, bumbling, muttering, puttering, shuddering, stuttering, fluttering, mumbling, fumbling, grumbling, tumbling, stumbling fool. He's a puppet whose strings are pulled by whoever's writing the cue cards or the notes on the teleprompters. The man cannot string two coherent sentences together without mumbling, tripping over his own words, mispronouncing words, losing his place, reading a sentence. He can't do it. No teleprompter, no coherency. No cue cards, no understandability. No notes in a handy-dandy notebook. He is like a lost golf ball in the high weeds. After you look for a little while, you finally just take a drop, drop another ball and move on. The guy who is currently in the White House is not only incapable, he is now incompetent. Not that he's dumb, he's supposedly very educated, even though he lied about that. On the campaign trail, you might recall, he said he had not one but two college degrees and finished near the top of his class. Doesn't take very much effort for a fact checker, one who seeks the actual truth, not more propaganda, but a true checker of the facts to realize that Joe Biden barely earned one college degree, not two. He did not finish anywhere near the top of his class. He finished in the bottom third, or maybe the bottom fourth of his class. He was a rich, white privileged kid. Don't make any bones about it. His mommy and daddy had enough money to send him to prestigious colleges. He did not get there on scholarships. If you look at any of his old pictures, and then you look at any of the old movies that depicted white privilege in Congress, Joe Biden was that image. The smile, the squinty, smiling face, smooth talking, plagiarizing, using other people's words. I wouldn't be surprised if when he dated women, he didn't use lines from movies or songs to express his feelings about people because I don't think Joe Biden has ever had an original thought or idea in his entire 80-year life. But that's just my opinion. Unfortunately for most people who love Joe Biden, my opinion is proving to be reality and fact each and every day of his disastrous presidency of the United States of America. I'm telling you these things, my friends, because they are on a witch hunt, a continuous now four years plus 
year and a half, plus a year on the campaign trail. Okay, so we're talking quite a few years of a witch hunt designed specifically to eliminate someone that the Democratic Party used to really love, Donald Trump. Most of his life, Donald Trump was a Democrat sympathizer. Most of his adult life, Donald Trump supported Democratic candidates with lots and lots of money. And then he saw the light and realized, holy crap, look where this country is headed. I'm a businessman and I can't buy computer chips to run the computers I need to run my hotels, my casinos, my other businesses. I can't find competent employees because of the Democratic Party's placement of affirmative action programs. And listen, affirmative action had its place in time, just like unions, labor unions had their place in time when we used to force nine-year-old kids to go into coal mines because they could fit in little spaces. Unions were great back then. They helped to fix America, but unions, just like the mafia, became corrupt. Their leaders decided, hey, I can get fat, dumb, and happy and very rich by telling these dumb coal miners and truck drivers and dishwashers and cooks, follow me, we'll go on strike. They'll have to give you all more money. Oh, and by the way, your union dues are going up. That's what has happened in the United States of America. That is what the Democratic Party has done to the United States of America. It's been a disaster since day one, the Biden administration. We can look at any point in time of his presidency and see one thing. Inflation has gone up, up, up since day one. Fuel prices have gone up exponentially. What was it, $1.69 in Louisiana when Donald Trump was president? His last year in office? The average price of a gallon of gasoline a year before Donald Trump left office was $1.89? And under Joe Biden, it went to over $5.15 a gallon? California was seeing 9 eight, eight and a half dollars for one gallon of fuel. But that's okay. Because the stupider half of America still believes for some reason that it was Putin's price hike. Why? Say a lie often enough and people will start to believe it. Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Naughty, Nazi, Nasty, Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Crazy Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Cory Booker, Sheila Jackson Lee, Maxine Waters, Elizabeth Fake Indian Warren, Ilhan Omar, The Squad, they all kept repeating the lie over and over and over to the television cameras continuously, constantly, forever and a day. And their accomplices, because that's what they are, their cohorts, their partners in crime, 
the mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke media kept repeating those lies with their own talking heads, their own anchors. And then they'd play the news clips and the, 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 the sound bites of these democratic politicians who would also repeat the lie over and over and over and over and over again. Repeat the lie often enough, people will start to believe you. And the stupider half of the American population did and does believe that somehow every bit of inflation is somehow Vladimir Putin's fault for invading Ukraine. They're going to try to say this week that it was Donald Trump who lost the biscuit and that the biscuit was finally found in these documents at his house. Watch them pull some crap like that. Wouldn't put past them for one moment. I wouldn't put it past them. The documents Donald Trump took home were supposedly documents that were not of that much importance. They weren't classified. They weren't super top secret. If they were, do you think Donald Trump would have kept them at his home? I think he probably, with the millions of square feet of property that Donald Trump owns, if I were trying to keep and hide a bunch of classified documents, and I own hotels, and I own casinos, and I own businesses and buildings and warehouses around the globe, do you think I would put super top secret classified documents at my house, at my golf and resort and country club home? Come on, man. Not even Joe Biden is that dumb. Donald Trump certainly isn't that dumb. Barry Sotero Obama is not that dumb. Jimmy Carter probably was too cocky. He probably would have done that. We know Tricky Dick. He probably would have done that. But to say that Donald Trump was harboring highly classified top secret documents at his home, that's just something they're making up so that they can keep Donald Trump's image somehow negative in the news cycle. How often have they mentioned Barry Sotero, I'm sorry, Barack Hussein Obama, since he left office. The only time you hear them mention that former president is when he's doing a speaking engagement praising Joseph R. Biden, or when he's out there doing some kind of cause like money for muggles, dollars for dickheads, give some more money to the United Negroid College Fund because a mind is a terrible thing. It's the only time you ever hear anything about Barack Hussein Obama and never, ever anything negative. Never a single negative word. Reagan's dead. Papa Bush is gone. George W. Bush, turncoat, Republican now in name only, He's jumped on the Barack Hussein Obama cigar Bill Clinton train. Such a shame. Such a shame at his old age to flip-flop the way he has. They don't mention him either because he learned if you don't start toting the Democrat Party one world order, new world order line, we're going to trash your legacy. Just do like most good 
obedient former presidents and sit back, relax, enjoy your retirement, your library, your cigars, your weed, whatever it is you do, chill, and we'll leave you alone. But if you dare support Donald Trump, you're supporting someone who is 180 degrees out of phase with our way of life in politics. You're supporting an outsider, some businessman, not someone who's been heavily involved in politics his entire life. If the people are dumb enough to believe our lies, we don't want you out there saying, gee, Donald Trump, an outsider, did a great job because they might start hiring more Donald Trumps to run the country. They might start sending more Donald Trumps to Congress and politicians like the grasshoppers in the Pixar classic, A Bug's Life, the ants, you and I, might rise up against the grasshoppers, the politicians. We might come to the realization that, hey, one little ant stands up to us, they all might stand up to us. We have to crush their way of life and let them know that we, even though there are far fewer of us than there are of them, we cannot let them take control. We cannot let them know how powerful we are. If you ever watch the movie, A Bug's Life, watch that line where the grasshopper starts putting seeds of grain onto the heads of his own guys to show how he must maintain power. Folks, I've run out of time for this morning edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.